Welcome to the Enneagram for Leaders podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you understand, embrace and thrive using the Enneagram so you can be the best leader possible in your life, business and relationships. I'm Samantha Jane, Enneagram coach for coaches and service-based business owners to embrace their strengths and create the life and business they desire by understanding their Enneagram type. I'm a qualified life coach and an accredited Enneagram practitioner and have been trained in using the Enneagram for both individuals as well as teams. I believe a leader is someone who uses their skills to lead, inspire and influence those around them. Before we start to lead others, it is important to understand ourselves and how we are viewing the world and how that is different or the same to those around us. This is where the Enneagram comes in to gift us a map of self-awareness. This podcast is for you if you are interested in beginning or continuing your journey of self-discovery and are wanting to uncover growth paths that suit your personality best. I will be sharing the basic knowledge around the Enneagram and other tools I've learned along the way to support you to grow as a leader in your life and business. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back and thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a bit of a short episode. I have just sort of had this thought about the worldview and how people are seeing the world and I thought, Why not jump in and just do a quick episode on how you see the world based on your Enneagram type? Do you know when you talk about like worldview, you can sometimes think, do people have like those rose colored glasses on, which sort of means they see the world with like an optimistic lens. Other ways to look at it is, are you like a half glass full person? I wanted to chat through what it means when we talk about the worldview of the Enneagram. So when we talk about it, it, it's the lens in which we see the world. That means it's the stories we're telling ourselves about how the world works, what we can expect and who we need to be to survive. Or in other terms, who we think we need to be to survive in this world. Such as the Enneagram, a lot of these beliefs and thoughts are come through, have come through from our childhood. The things that we experienced and the cultures, you know, the the environment that we grew up in. So I'm going to go through each type and talk about the worldview that each Enneagram type kind of overlays on a person. It's a good way to really start to see that you don't have the same lens on as people that don't have the same Enneagram type as you. What that means or what that might look like when it comes to your business, your relationships, how you're showing up in the world based on this worldview. Okay, so you might have noticed or probably not, that last episode, I actually started with type ones. I'm going to jump back into type eights to start with. Now I do this because type eights are the start of the body triad at the top of the Enneagram. So type eights, the worldview of a type eight is the world is tough and unjust and where only the strong survive. So they truly see the world as this big space that they really need and they feel they have to take control. They must be strong. They must be in control at all times. Our type nines view the world as not being a harmonious place. They really see the world as being that people need to treat each other with respect and that they can't fully assert themselves as who they are 
and that they're not okay if those around them are not okay. So type nines really see the world as I must keep the peace. And that can look and show up as them not sharing their opinion or ensuring that they're doing things to make sure everybody's happy and that everybody is happy with everybody around them. Our type ones see the world as being a imperfect space and that they, their job pretty much and their role in the world is to work towards improving the world, the people, themselves and those around them. And so they have the responsibility of making the world a better place. And they do that by potentially coming across as being critical in areas. They have this reforming thing where they just, how can I fix this and make it a better place to be in? Type twos, they, they view the world in a, I'm only deserving of love because I am loving as a person. And that can come across as them being almost overly helpful and overly generous to get this love that they are desiring in return. Our type threes view the world as a place that values winners. And so they must win and avoid failure failure at all costs. They must succeed. They must succeed better than everybody else. They are goal-driven and ambitious. That, you know, translate to them going, how do I need to show up in this situation? How do I need to show up as a business owner? How does that mean I'm showing up as a caregiver to my children? How does that mean I'm showing up um, on the sporting field? And that means that it could look very different in different situations because that's who they think they need to be to be successful. Our type fours see the world differently and they they have this real feeling of noticing and having the awareness that they see the world differently to most other people. So they're constantly striving to find their true identity in believing that they must be authentic and must be unique. And that shows up with how they express themselves in maybe their clothing or their career or the decisions that they make and how can this be the most unique decision and how can I be the most authentic in myself? But they are always striving for truly understanding and knowing themselves. Our type fives really see the world as being invasive, right? They want to protect their privacy, their resources, and their energy. And they see the world as a place where they need to be independent and not depend on others too much. They also see it as wanting and having this huge desire to just understand it all, wanting and to make sense of the world and how it works and that they must be self-sufficient. This can be shown up in the way that they can be really intense on their knowledge of areas that excite them and that they're truly interested in and they will have and go deep in finding out as much as they possibly can on a topic of their area of interest. Our type sixes see the world as a threatening and unsafe place. They question things and they question people so they can feel a sense of safety. They have a well view of 
having this desire to protect themselves and protect those around them, but majority really protecting themselves and being really risk aware. And that, and that shows up with, you know, wanting to know all the details about situations and questioning uh, when they're taking risks or how, what would happen if the worst case scenario happened. Always questioning what is happening around them. Our type sevens, they view the world as a exciting place that they need to explore, discover every possibility, explore every idea and experience they possibly can, and they must do it all. They also view it as continually moving forward. How that shows up for them is that they are always looking for the fun way to do things. They will probably be jumping from task to task to get that excitement level inside of them so that they keep moving forward. We always talk about sevens as seeing the world as like, what's the funnest thing I could do today? So that was like a quick little overview of the worldview on which every Enneagram views the world. I wanted to touch on it because I think it's really important when you're having conversations or when you're, you know, collaborating with people about ideas, thoughts, and you're going, how are they seeing this um, situation differently to how I'm seeing it? And just understanding that you have a different lens, right? It's kind of like looking out a, a building, for example, you know, that has windows and you're in a different room than somebody else, you're going to have a different perspective, right? Neither are right, neither are wrong, but by understanding somebody else's perspective in the way that they are seeing the world, you can really start to have some understanding and in some cases some compassion about why or why not they are doing something similar or maybe dissimilar to what you would do. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Enneagram for Leaders podcast. If you'd like to connect, come follow me on Instagram at Samantha underscore Jane underscore coach and join the Enneagram for Leaders community group on Facebook. If you'd like to work with me or learn more about your Enneagram type, go to www.samanthajanecoaching.com or follow the links in the show notes. It would mean the absolute world to me to share this podcast with as many people as possible. So if you're enjoying it and have a few moments, could you please leave a five-star review and share with your friends? Or send me a DM and let me know what your biggest takeaways were. I'd love to hear from you. Talk to you next time on the Enneagram for Leaders podcast.